This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Cristina Matescu with the news. First, the headlines. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is receiving visiting German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. The bills on the abuse of office and the special pensions today reached the Chamber of Deputies, the decision-making body in this case. And celebrated Turkish writer Orhan Pamuk is attending events in Timisoara as part of the European Capital of Culture programme. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is today receiving German Chancellor Olaf Scholz during the latter's official visit to Romania. According to the Romanian President's office, talks are focusing on the development and further deepening of Romanian-German collaboration in all areas of joint interest. With regard to European affairs, the two leaders are expected to exchange views on topical issues, with an emphasis on Romania's accession to the Schengen area as well as measures to support Ukraine and the Republic of Moldova and the energy security. Later today, Klaus Johannes will host a three-party meeting together with his Moldovan counterpart Maya Sandu and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. The meeting is aimed at consolidating the support in all areas to ensure the stability and security of the Republic of Moldova and support its European future. EU Commissioner for Jobs and Social Rights Nicola Schmidt and EU Commissioner for Cohesion and Reforms Elisa Ferreira are in Romania to launch national programs funded through the EU's cohesion policy and verify the results of EU-funded projects. The two EU officials are also meeting Romanian Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucam, the Minister for European Projects Marcel Bolos and Labour Minister Marius Budoi, before travelling to Yash for talks with the local authorities on development projects in the region. Tomorrow, the two EU commissioners will have talks with the authorities in Vaslui on a number of projects funded under the cohesion policy, such as the emergency county hospital, local infrastructure for preschool education and a meat processing plant employing vulnerable persons. The EU officials will also visit a centre for Ukrainian refugees. The bill on the abuse of office and special pensions today reached the Chamber of Deputies, having previously been adopted by the Senate. The bill on the abuse of office will be adopted by the deputies on Wednesday, with the inclusion of a threshold of 9,000 lei, the equivalent of around 1,800 euros, for a deed to be considered abuse of office and be punished with time in prison in the case of public sector employees promised the Social Democratic Party in the ruling coalition. The senators had established this threshold at 250,000 lei, a move strongly criticised by the opposition. 
The Bill on Special Pensions stipulates that no such pension is to exceed incomes earned before retirement, bans the granting of more than one special pension and introduces a maximum 15% tax on the part of the pension that is not contribution-based. Romanian Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă said he signed a joint letter to the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, together with his counterparts from Bulgaria, Hungary, Slovakia and Poland, proposing a set of measures to significantly reduce the imbalance created on the market by the massive imports of Ukrainian cereals. He said the letter proposes, among others, additional EU funds to farmers as compensation for the possibility for these funds to be used to channel Ukrainian exports to countries in Africa and the Middle East. We have a responsibility towards Romanian farmers and are constantly looking for solutions to further develop Romanian agriculture, said Ciuca on social media. The celebrated Turkish writer Orhan Pamuk, who in 2006 won the Nobel Prize for Literature, is attending two cultural meetings organized by the West University in Timisoara. Today he is attending a public debate on culture and literature, and tomorrow he will be awarded the Dr. Honoris Causa title from the academic community of West University in Timisoara. Both events form part of the European Capital of Culture program, with Timisoara holding this title this year. Orhan Pamuk was born in 1952 in Istanbul, has been writing for 30 years, and his books have been translated into over 50 languages. And now we'll look at the weather. While today's highs are between 7 and 16 degrees Celsius, with 15 in Bucharest at noon, temperatures are expected to drop significantly from Monday's night. Rain is expected around the country, with snow in the mountains. And that was the news. A bill on the abuse of office and special pensions is high on the agenda of the Chamber of Deputies in Bucharest. This is Daniel Bills at the microphone with a report by Roxana Vasile. Parliament in Bucharest is in for more heated debates this week after two draft laws on the abuse of office and special pensions have been submitted for debates and voting. Voting on the two bills has become predictable thanks to the comfortable majority the ruling PNL-PSD-UDMR coalition is presently enjoying. The Chamber of Deputies is a decision-making forum in this process. The draft law on the abuse of office is to be endorsed within a ceiling of 9,000 lei, that is 1,800 euros, above which the deed is to be criminalized and punishable with jail sentences for public employees, PSD leader Marcel Ciolacu says. He believes that Justice Minister Catalin Pradoyu should have assumed the aforementioned value limit as early as the draft's initial form and that should have prevented the first endorsement at a higher ceiling of 250,000 lei. I am firmly convinced, together with my colleagues from the PSD, PNL and UDMR, that this law will get promulgated with a ceiling of 1,800 euros, as proposed by the Justice Minister. 
However, the opposition USR has lashed out at a form endorsed by the PSD-PNL UDMR senators. Decizia Curții Constituționale impunea un prag, dar pragul acesta de bun simț. The Constitutional Court's decision imposed a ceiling which was common sense, reasonable at the level of the minimum wages. Also, in spite of the opposition's protests, a draft on reforming the special pensions paid to state employees has made it to the Chamber of Deputies. Under the new amendments backed by the ruling coalition, no special pension has to exceed the incomes before the person's retirement. Accumulated pension plans have been banned and a tax of maximum 15% has been introduced for the non-contribution period. Unsatisfactory, says the opposition, which has called for the introduction of the contribution system for all pensions irrespective of the activity domain. 200,000 people are presently benefiting from special pensions, most of them former employees of the country's defense and public order structures. However, the former magistrates, judges and prosecutors are presently enjoying the biggest special pensions, which can go up to 3,600 euros, 10 times above a regular pension. Reforming the country's pension system is a request provided by the National Plan of Recovery and Resilience and we recall that the approval of roughly $3 billion worth of EU funds hinges on this plan. Other bills on the Parliament agenda in Bucharest might be the new laws on education based on Romanian President Klaus Johannes's project entitled Educated Romania. The law is aimed at curbing school dropout and functional illiteracy, at placing the student at the centre of the country's educational process, at the same time backing the European cooperation of universities in Romania. The opposition has criticised the draft laws as faulty and prone to cause imbalances. Romania celebrates 19 years of NATO membership. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Leila Kiamil. It has been 19 years since Romania became a member of the North Atlantic Alliance, under whose protection has benefited from the strongest security guarantee. On March 29, 2004, the Romanian state joined NATO by submitting the instruments of ratification to the U.S. State Department, the depository of the North Atlantic Treaty. In the same year, on April 2nd, at the NATO headquarters, the ceremony of the official raising of the flag followed. This date has become NATO Day in Romania, and on April 4th, the members celebrate 74 years since the foundations of the organization were officially laid down. In this context, the Romanian head of state, Klaus Johannes, has stated that Bucharest will promote the strengthening of the transatlantic relationship and the strategic partnership between the North Atlantic Alliance and the European Union. We will remain involved in allied missions and commitments, and strengthening the national defense capacity will continue to be a priority for Romania, including by earmarking, starting this year, 2.5% of the GDP for defense, Klaus Johannes said. 
He added that at the same time, the strengthening of the transatlantic relationship and the strategic partnership between NATO and the community bloc will be promoted, as well as support for increasing the resilience of partners in the region, especially the Republic of Moldova, Ukraine, Georgia and Bosnia and Herzegovina. Today, when the European continent is facing the worst security crisis in recent decades, triggered by the illegal and unjustified war launched by Russia against Ukraine, NATO's fundamental role in ensuring peace and defending freedom, common democratic values, security and prosperity for its members is more important than ever, the Romanian head of state also stressed. President Johannes has also said that the alliance proves once again its indispensable character and absolute relevance in terms of security, being one of the basic pillars on which the defense of all its members, including Romania, is based, along with the national effort. In turn, Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca paid tribute to those who gave their lives for, he said, a safer world under the protection of NATO, the strongest political-military alliance in history." End of quote. Nikolai Chuka said that Romania, through the overwhelming will of its population and the lucidity of its leaders, chose the path of democracy, freedom and European and Western vocation. The Minister of National Defence, Angel Tilver, has also stated that since its full accession to the alliance, Romania has actively participated in the implementation of Allied decisions through a consistent participation with troops and equipment in NATO missions in the Middle East and Western Balkans, as well as within the exercises and applications carried out in allied and partner countries. That was Radio Newsreel. Next up in this broadcast, it's Song of the Day. Listen to Liviu Todorescu with the song Power. Și după toate uite chiar se întâmplă Mi-au zis să seară îngerii la tâmplă Că viața mea va deveni ceva mai mult Când viața mea nu vom mai fi doar doi și atât De-acum încolo vom fi de la trei sus Și ne vom bucura de fiecare pus Puțin altfel decât am mai făcut-o De-acum nu să mai văd lumea doar prin ochii mei O să văd cum crește lin prin ochii lui sau ei Hai, Doamne, dă-mi putere să fiu unul mai bun Pentru sufletul curat care se naște acum Hai, Doamne, dă-mi putere să aleg să fiu mereu Tot ce-și Oh, yeah. 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. The History Show. Welcome to the History Show with Mila Kramara Simeon. Today I'll be talking about racial hygiene and its symbolic condemnation in Romania. People's attitude towards their peers throughout history is a very sensitive subject in today's historiography. Many demand justice for the crimes and abuses committed in the past, even though this act of justice comes too late for the victims and has no consequences for the guilty. Nazism and communism were both regimes of a strong repressive and genocidal nature, while different in the groups they targeted, and they shared many of the ideas and methods of causing harm. They were inspired by the emergence and reckless dissemination within democratic societies of criminal ideas and practices such as eliminating the possibility of people with disabilities to be born through the use of sterilization, as was the case of systematic policies, or through physical liquidation, as was the case of concentration camps. In many European and North American countries, there existed proposals and even applications of policies to sterilize people with disabilities. And Romania was no exception. However, sterilization policies were not restricted to people with disabilities, but were also proposed for other categories of people, such as Jews, Roma, and gay people. Responsible for these ideas and practices were both scientists, like doctors, biologists, and anthropologists, and political activists. Eugenics was the science that promoted the elimination of people with defects, believing this would ensure the health of the human species. The Parliament Palace in Bucharest was the venue of a mock trial for one of the leading eugenists of the Nazi regime in Germany. This was a reenactment of a similar trial held at the headquarters of the United Nations Organization on the 31st of January 2023 organized by the Social Excellence Forum for a group of young people aged between 15 and 22 from several countries, including Romania. The actions and responsibilities of Ernst Rudin, a German-language Swiss psychiatrist, geneticist, and eugenist who lived between 1874 and 1952 and who is considered the father of the Nazi racial hygiene, were interrogated. It was a symbolic trial for educational purposes of ideas that led to people being killed, a trial that was also attended by pupils from several high schools from Romania. Marius Turda, who teaches the history of medicine at the Oxford British University in the UK, and one of the most reputed historians of eugenics, was asked if Nazi Germany was the first and only country in the world to conduct a sterilization policy for those it considered defective. Legi de sterilizare au existat în multe țări în acea vreme. Statele Unite a fost țara care a avut cele mai multe sterilizări obligatorii în Sterilization laws existed in many countries at the time. The United States was the country with the most numerous compulsory sterilizations ahead of Adolf Hitler's Germany. 
Certainly, the difference is that there was no federal law in the U.S. Each state applied the law the way it wanted. By 1933, there were 30 states that had introduced compulsory sterilization. It is estimated that between 1910 and 1980, nearly 80,000 people were sterilized in the United States, said Marius Sturda. Marius Sturda was asked if Romanian physicians played a role in the world eugenics movement and what their contributions to the sterilization policies were. Yes, they played a role indeed. In 1935, the Romanian Society of Eugenics and the Study of Heredity, founded and led by the famous scientist Gheorghe Marinescu, was one of the founding members of the International Eugenics Federation of Latin Societies. They also promoted sterilization. Already in 1912, the gynecologist Constantin Andronescu suggested the introduction of prenuptial certificates and the sterilization of the mentally ill. In 1921, Ioan Manliu, another physician highly influenced by the German and American model of eugenic sterilization, suggested the sterilization of all degenerate persons in Romania. In 1931, the same physician suggested that we had to sterilize five or six million Romanians for the improvement of the race to have an effect. In 1931, the Neurological, Psychological, Psychiatric and Endocrinological Congress, which was led by Dr. Constantin Parhon, proposed to the health minister to introduce a law on voluntary sterilization. Finally, at the beginning of 1940, the Roma minority was attacked and they proposed its sterilization. Marius Turda explained. The court within the Romanian parliament plenary symbolically sentenced Ernst Rudin to life imprisonment, as he was found guilty of three of the four charges. Besides Rudin's condemnation, they also condemned the ideas that caused so much suffering to many hundreds of thousands of people with disabilities. And that's all from the History Show. Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. The Green Week program is underway in Romania, during which each educational unit in the pre-university sector has had the opportunity to choose a week between February 27th to June 16th, 2023, in which to carry out activities related to climate change and environmental protection. These activities can be organized inside or outside the educational institution. In mid-March, a non-governmental organization, the Army of Careful Plastic Selection, sent to partner schools across the country a digital kit for teachers and students to use during Green Week. 
The coordinator of the project, Mihaela Tutunaru, told us more about this kit, which has reached 530,000 pupils across Romania. Our educational program on responsible behavior in the use of plastic is mainly aimed at students and young people. For the Green Week, we developed a digital kit that can be downloaded from our website by all the schools interested in this activity or looking for activities for the Green Week. We thought primarily to encourage teamwork on the activities included in the kit, but also in analog system as well, as much as possible, even though the guide is digital. Change is happening in communities and the most valuable thing we have both in the school and in our private lives. The guide was designed around three things. The first is a plastic recycling guide with selected information on separate collection, reuse methods or about how to recycle plastic. They were somehow presented in a way that was easy to understand and teach and discuss with pupils in class. The second activity is a range of games and activities that teachers can use in the classroom with their pupils. It's actually two games. One is a puzzle and the second is a trivia game, which help find out things that are less known about plastic. The third is this instruction sheet for teachers on how to use this kit with the answers and the keys to the suggested games. Almost 900 schools in Romania have taken part in this project. The goal of the association was to attract the bigger cities, but later the project has extended to towns. The pupils participated in the project have learned information such as the number of plastic bags used every minute around the world, what types of plastic cannot be recycled, or which the biggest polluting state is. You have been listening to Think Greener. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bills, the microphone. Today's sports program begins with good news from ice hockey as Romanian side ACSH Gorgien has secured a first by winning the regional competition Este League. The Romanians secured a 4-3 aggregate win against the Hungarian side Ferencvaros Budapest. ACSH won the decisive home game 2-1 on Friday. Hungarian player Peter Vince put the hosts on the lead. Then British Oliver Basridge leveled the scoring for the visitors. Finnish player Matthias Petri Harunen, who has enjoyed Romanian citizenship since last summer, eventually sealed the points. This has been the fifth title won by a Romanian side after hockey club 
Chik Saradol in 2009 and Sport Club Mirkurachuk in 2011, 2021 and 2022. Mirkurachuk has lost three finals and Corona Brasov two. Romanian tennis player Sorana Krista has jumped up 33 places in the world ranking after the excellent show he put in Miami, Florida. In the aforementioned WTA 1000 tournament with $8.8 million in prize money, Krista made it to the semifinals where she was outperformed by the Czech Petra Kvitova 7-5-6-4. Krista won the first set 5-2, then she lost five games in a row. In the second round, the difference was made by a break. Kitova won in the first game. The Romanian won a check of more than $352,000 and 390 WTA points, which placed her on the 41st position in the women's professional ranking. Kvitova eventually won the Miami tournament finals after a 7-6, 6-2 win against Elena Rybakina of Kazakhstan. Romanian gymnast Gabriela Vanuaga became silver medalist in the beam finals of the Artistic Gymnastics Junior World Championships in Antalya, Turkey. Han Yue Yu of China won gold and Cristela Brunetti Burns of Canada got bronze. This has been the only medals athletes from Romania won in Antalya. In the Romanian Football Super League, Farul Constanza tops the table two points ahead of runner-up CFR Cluj. In the second leg on Saturday, Farul ended in a one-all draw, their match against the Rapid Bucharest. With the same score ended the game, which on Sunday pitched to Universitata against CFR Cluj. In the end, we reminded that you can revisit this report on the internet at rai.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hi there, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with a new show in the Music Time series, bringing you emerging artists under the radar music as well as music news and stories at the English service of Radio Romania International. This week I'd like to share with you the lovely time I had just a few days ago attending a charity concert for the victims of the recent earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. The organizers were the very young but already our old friends, Electric Humidity, a band I have already introduced to you in this show, together with Quadra, an even newer presence in the local rock scene with two other young Bucharest-based bands taking part in the marathon, Antebellum and Dirty Red. I talked to the guys who made it all possible just before the gig. This time one year ago you were doing something similar for the Ukrainian refugees, and now you're doing this for the victims of the earthquakes. Yeah, for Turkish people and Syrian people, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you turning this into a tradition? Uh, hopefully, yeah, because right now it's already the third edition. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, yeah, we will make this every year. This time around, I saw you had some partners. Of course, we're here joined by Quadra. This is Mihna. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. And we're about to play a ginormous show, to say the least. And it's only for the best people in the world, the ones from Turkey, the ones from Syria, who are suffering from horrible disasters. 
but we are here to help and we will always be here to help. Tell me, are you having a special set list tonight or just your usual? We're adding some new songs. We do have some new songs on the set list and we're also playing the old traditional ones that all our fans love and enjoy. Yeah, same for us. Here. Tell me a bit more about Quadra because I know nothing about you. We started out last year in the summer and uh, we really enjoy, we enjoy it. And Mina uh, is the lead singer yeah, of then, Quadra. And the guitar player, yeah. And uh, he helped us with organizing yeah, yeah. the, the okay. event. It was my idea to raise the money for uh, the That's Turkish people. That's Syria, really yeah. We just want to help them. And uh, we just uh, play the music we, we like. Yeah, he's the bass, the bass player. Nice to meet you all. Is it my impression or you are just... All of you playing tonight are at the very early stages of your music. Journey. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, actually, we have all started kind of in the same time, so we are just at the beginning. Every everybody's at the beginning of the career. This summer, we are preparing some new festivals in uh, in Romania, and we got our new manager, yeah, from Germany, and hopefully this winter we will also be in Germany and next summer in LA. Great, good luck. Thank yeah, you. Living Thank the American you. dream, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. Thank you. The boys from Electric Humidity did their best to spread the word about the event, and it was really moving to see group after group of high school kids coming to the venue straight from class to support their friends and to contribute to the fundraiser. And to complete their job as organizers and hosts, Electric Humidity were also the ones to break the ice and kick the party started. said that left the crowd chanting their name. They were followed by Quadra, which took it up a notch by shifting the focus slightly to the punk rock area, with their own music interspersed with covers of The Clash, Ramones and Green Day hits. Sets by Antebellum and Dirty Red, and of course I took the opportunity to have a little chat with them as well. I'm Theo from Antebellum. I'm Petru or Hush from Dirty Red. Tell me everything there is to know about your band. Well, uh, our band is uh, something new. Uh, our style is new. It's a kind of new wave style with grunge, with maybe classic rock. It's okay. all combined in okay. a single style. I don't know what to call it, <laughs> this this style. It's just our Mm -hmm. It's something different. We we think it's something different, and our uh, fans uh, think it's something different. The band started three years ago. 
in comparison to them, we're a much newer band. We've only been around, well, in this lineup for a couple of months, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and even though it's been a couple of months, we get along really, really well. Everything happens really quickly, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we, it's kind of the same as them. Our style is hard to pin down. We have a lot of blues influences, especially me. The others, they come from just pop music or stuff like post-punk or indie, and it's... It's a pleasure and it's an honor to be able to play with them. I think I have something to mention here. Petru, <laughs> aka Hash, played with us uh, in our first years. For a very uh, long time. A <laughs> couple months ago we split up, but uh, we're friends. Definitely. We, Teo is one of the people I, I respect most from the music and same a good here. friend. <laughs> what is your message playing tonight? It's for a charity cause. We'd like to help in any way possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, is, this is our way, actually, to play music. This is what we do and I think we, we do that very well. To be honest, I, I couldn't think of, of a better thing to do, a better event, a more beautiful event for us. Yeah. And I hope for the people as well, because we're both doing what we love and doing something good for other people. For a cause. Yeah. And we have, yeah. we have the opportunity and the privilege to be able to help these people. So if we can do this in any way possible, and especially by doing what we love, I think that's it's a, an amazing thing. I think. We'd like to transmit a message with, with our songs. I mean, it's not pointless uh, well <laughs> I wouldn't say love songs are pointless we we have love songs too in our set lists and uh, yeah. but we have songs about, with uh, political uh, influences like uh, we talk about our government or yeah. uh, stuff like this because things are not well yeah and, and it's, a, it's scary sometimes but definitely it's an opportunity and it's the one of the most amazing things to have a voice and I think if we have a voice if we have an audience however small whether it be ten a hundred a thousand people at a show that we can say something and we have the voice to say that we're up there on the stage I think to let that opportunity slide and not do something to improve the lives of other people, it's a, yeah. it's a waste. Antebellum performed songs in Romanian alone, and their refreshing use of keyboards and violin made a nice variation in both sound and genre, which unexpectedly went as far as to reggae. <laughs> Dirty Red rounded off the night with a more bluesy selection, cooling down the hot-headed crowd and introducing the only female voice of the evening.
It all had a very homegrown and garage band feel to it. But as I sat there among these beautiful kids, it suddenly struck me. They may be onto something, and that something is dangerously close to what philosophers have been trying to fathom for ages, the meaning and purpose of human life. I know it sounds grand, but really, chase your dreams and be there for the others. What else is there? And it's true, they might never get among the world's top 100 bands ever. They have not filled the Wembley or the National Arena, and they haven't raised millions in aid. But it's the small steps and the small things that make a difference. And if each of us does at least that, the world will be a brighter place. This has been all in Music Time today. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Thanks for listening. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Welcome to a new edition in our DX Mailbag series. I'm Eugen Nasta. Once again, we go on a journey around the world, greeting listeners and friends, allowing you to compare how other listeners across the continents receive our programs. Mr. Michael Naven, living in Rochester, New York, the United States of America, tuned into our radio broadcast on March the 20th, 2023, at 1200 hours UTC on 6020 kilohertz, using his Eton Elidefield radio. Michael, loads of thanks for your appreciative remarks on our weekly Romanian Without Tears. Rest assured, we can handle burning language-related questions. I shall be brief. The Romanian Zapada has a Slavic etymology, so, apart from the enticing homophony with the Spanish word, it is highly unlikely for the Romanian Zapada to bear any semblance to the Spanish zapato. Thank you for asking, anyway. Jayanta Chakrabarti, based in New Delhi, India, tuned into our broadcast in English on March the 19th, 2023, from 0430 to 0530 hours UTC on 6020 kHz. Jayanta's rating for the signal of our broadcast was 43444. The receiving equipment is a YB80 Grundig with a telescopic antenna. Mr. Tapan Basak, living in West Bengal's Kuch Bihar district, tuned into our English broadcast on March the 19th, 2023, from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 15460 kHz. Mr. Basak's SIO rating for the signal of our broadcast was to all. The receiver is a Chibo with an external antenna. Costa Constantinidis, our listener in Limassol, Cyprus, tuned into our radio station on Tuesday, March the 14th, 2023, on 60-20 kHz, from 0436 hours until 0455 hours UTC. Costa's SIO rating for the signal of our broadcast was for all. The signal was excellent. Mr. Constantinidis uses a portable Sanjian ATS-909X radio indoors. 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Mr. Abdul Manan, based in Chapaina Wabganj, Bangladesh, tuned into our radio station on March the 20th, 2023, from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 15460 kHz in the 19-meter band. Abdul's SIO code was three all, poor signal and poor sound quality today. The receiver is a Grundig YB40 and a radio set antenna. Lamia Katake, a member of Radio Romania International Listeners Club and based in Gazipur, Bangladesh, tuned into our radio station on March the 19th, 2023, from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 15640 kHz. Lamia's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was for all. Chris Malbeuf, our good old friend in British Columbia, Canada, tuned into our radio station on March the 20th, 2023, from 0100 to 0155 hours UTC on 7325 kHz. The simple rating was 5 all. Mr. Malbeuf, receiving equipment is a Westminster, Maryland SDR with a 500 feet northeast beverage antenna to Europe. Jawad Saber, living in Sidi Hajjaj in Morocco, tuned into our radio station in the 13-meter band on March the 16th on 21.470 kilohertz from 1200 to 12.56 hours UTC. Jawad's SINPO rating was 54334. The receiver is a Sony ICF SW7600G with a whip antenna in an open place. Siddhartha Bhattacharji, based in the province of Karakpur, the district of Pashkim Medinipur, West Bengal in India, tuned into our radio station on March the 19th, 2023, from 0400 to 0500 hours UTC on 60-20 kilohertz. Siddhartha's SIO rating for the signal of our broadcast was for all. The receiver is a communications-type receiver, an X-Data 808 model with a loop antenna. Kari Tuovinen, living in Askola, Finland, tuned into our radio station on March the 22nd, 2023, from 2320 to 2357 hours ETC. The receiver is an SDR Play RSPDX loop and an antenna MLA30 with two loops at a 90-degree angle loop. Mr. Diego Garcia Diaz, based in Valladolid, Spain, tuned into our radio station on March 22, 2023, from 23.05 to 23.30 hours UTC on 96.20 kHz. The receiving equipment is made of a Radiola 1146, a French portable radio dating from the 1970s with a telescopic antenna. Diego's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 45444. Mr. Ratan Kumar Paul, our listener living in the province of Daulatpur, the district of Dakshin Dinajpur, the West Bengal in India, tuned into our radio station on March the 21st, 2023, 
from 1200 to 1300 RZTC on 15460 kHz. The receiver is a Grundig Digital and the antenna is a telescopic antenna and a 50 feet wire use. SIO for all. Mr. Mark S. Buskirk, living in Salisbury, the United States of America, tuned in to our radio station on March the 25th, 2023, from 23.30 to 23.55 hours UTC on 72.20 kHz. Mark's receiving equipment is made of a Texon PL880 receiver with a 3-meter wire antenna. Mark's SINPO rating for the signal of our broadcast range from satisfactory to medium. Nasir Aziz, based in Sheikhupura, Pakistan, tuned into our radio station on March the 25th, 2023, from 2300 to 2356 hours UTC on 7220 kHz. Nasir rated as excellent the quality of our signal. 19-year-old Jakub Denisiuk, living in Bialystok, Poland, tuned into our radio station on March the 26th, 2023, from 11.15 to 11.55 hours UTC on 15.130 kHz. Jakub rates as excellent the overall quality of our signal. That's all we have time for in this week's DX Mailbag. Those of you who sent in their reception reports will receive a QSL card in the shortest time possible. Tune in again next week. Until then, from me, Eugen Nasta, it's goodbye and all the best 73s. We thought we could offer you a musical treat. Listen to the Romanian pop group Zdob and Zdub and their hit The Bear. <laughs> Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with Nila Kramera Simeon. Today's traditional music program features a native of Banat region in the west of Romania, Efta Botoka. Efta Botoka from Jebel, a legendary violinist of Banat, was the artist in whose hands the violin not only sounded wonderful, but it also told stories, cried, laughed, 
imitated the birds of the sky and the animals of the desert, thus stirring the souls of the people who listened to him. Eftabotoka is said to have found the secret of taming the violin. The hidden soul of the artist could be felt by his audiences through the unique sounds of his violin, as if the violin was a natural extension of his being. He left behind not only his violin-playing genius, almost unique in the entire Romanian traditional music landscape, but also a rich activity of collecting folklore and promoting songs that will last forever, such as wedding songs, elegiac songs and dance songs from Bana. Let's listen to Efta Botoka performing the song Brew. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.